Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Monday, October 4th, 2021. On today's episode, I'm going to try to get to the bottom of this strike that is approaching Hollywood. How is it going to affect your favorite films, TV shows, and the people that make them? Uh, There's a lot to dive into, and there's a lot to explain. I'm going to try to get to the bottom of this, and I'm here by myself today because everybody was busy, but hopefully we can can make the best of the situation. So... um, I'm not sure if you know, if you've been following this story, uh, Eric Vespi wrote a great article on this on Friday, and I'm going to be pulling a lot from his article. So thank you, Eric. So the IATSE is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. They have been trying to go renegotiate their contracts with the AMPTP which is the, yeah, there's a lot of acronyms here, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. And it's gotten to the point that the AMPTP have kind of walked away and that has let the IATSE have a meeting, have a vote to authorize a strike. And that happened on Friday. More than significant amount of the the members of the IATSE have approved the strike. 
So, okay, let's explain what this is because this is going to probably mean something to you. And it's also important to know about the people that make the movies and how that, uh, why it has come to this point. So let's first start off and explain who the IATSE is. So this is, as Eric says in his piece, it's easiest to describe this membership as who it's not. So it's everybody involved in making a movie that isn't the director, actor, screenwriters, producers, or vehicle operators. So they have their own guilds, their own unions, and this is... um. You know, this includes the cinematographers, the camera department, the costume department, the grips, the carpenters, pretty much every other position on the movie set. What is happening here is it's been almost 80 years since the last authorized strike from the IATSE. And uh, (laughs) it actually happened in uh, 1945. The strike got so contentious that there was a riot that broke out. On October 5th, 1945, in the front gates of the Warner Brothers studio, and 40 people were injured. So uh, <laughs> it was a big thing back then. Uh, it's something that's in the history books called Bloody Friday. Are we headed towards that? So l- before we get to that, let's talk about what it, what is at the core of this. So there are three core requests here. Uh, there's They want improved and more consistent hours, a cost of living base wage increase in a change to the new media deal that was struck during the previous negotiation with streaming platforms. So for those of you who don't know, the new media deal was forged in 2009. This was when, you know, streaming platforms were in their infancy. They were, you know, indeed new media and the basic pay back then was union standard. But that's where, like, the IATSE kind of cut the streamer slack is any kind of residual payments and uh, the amount that the streaming companies would pay into healthcare and pension plans. So, the healthcare and pension plans for, you know, these crews who oftentimes will work months upon months to, to film these TV series is now in jeopardy. On top of that, new media has now been become the big media. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's hard to be doing a series that isn't for new media these days and on these shows the average shooting day is like 12 hours which gives them a gives crew a 12 hour turnaround time now if that actually happened that might be like fine but that's not the way it actually happens productions usually get behind and will end up paying overtime pay for a few hours each day and because that 12 hour turnaround rule is in place Going over by two or three hours per day is like this domino effect. In Eric Vespi's piece, he has this quote from David Lawson, who is an indie producer for Rustic Films. He's a co-founder there. And he says, so on Monday morning, you'll start at 7 a.m. shooting. But by Friday, you'll be start starting shooting at 2 p.m., which means you're shooting into Saturday morning, which means your Saturday is essentially ruined because you're recovering from the whole day. So these crews are not only working 14 plus hour days, but they're losing their weekends. As you can see, this isn't a good situation for all these people that are responsible for making these movies and TV shows. They're overworked. They're underpaid. They're not getting uh, what they should be getting for healthcare and pensions. It's actually cheaper for a production to go into overtime and have that whole cascading effect that we talked about happen than it is for them to actually schedule additional days of photography. So it, it is something that happens on almost every single production. 
The members of the IATSE want to be treated like human beings and not just line items. So I guess the question probably a lot of you are wondering is, what does this mean? Is the IATSE going to go on strike? No, this just authorizes the possibility of a strike. They have not yet officially done so. The vote gives the union a significant bargaining chip in future negotiations. Whether the threat of a strike is enough, however, remains to be seen. But if they do go on strike, this could affect many productions, not just ones that are, you know, gearing up for production or in production, but, you know, editors are part of this union. So things that are already filmed might even get delayed. Things that are in production might go into hiatus. I remember the writer's strike almost a decade ago. And when the writers went on strike, that caused a <laughs> catastrophe of things. Of uh, It affected a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies. And that was just one single union. This, I mean, this is a single union, but this is many different counterparts within that organization. You know, some shows during the writer's strike tried to forge ahead with non-union writers and to make do with the, the scripts that they have. You, you can't make do without a cinematographer. You can't make do without an editor. So this, if they do go on strike, it could be a, a huge thing, a very, very huge thing. This new media deal was made at a time when streaming services are not what they are today. You had like web series on YouTube and sure Netflix was this growing behemoth, but now everybody is in the streaming game and almost any TV show could be considered a streaming TV show. There's movies going direct streaming. So it, it, it's a much different landscape. The deal needs to be renegotiated. And I think with this bargaining chip in hand, they basically have all the cards because I don't think you can walk away from the negotiating table now that they are prepared to strike. The ITASE released a statement saying the members have spoken loud and clear. This vote is about the quality of life as well as the health and safety of those who work in the film and television industry. Our people have basic human needs like time and meal breaks, adequate sleep, and a weekend. For those at the bottom of the pay scale, they deserve nothing less than a living wage. He goes on to say that I hope the studios will see and understand the resolve of our members. The ball is in their court. If they want to avoid a strike, they will return to the bargaining table and make us a reasonable offer. So there you have it. Hopefully that puts into perspective what is going on right now in Hollywood with the strike situation. And we'll keep you updated on if if it actually happens. I, I kind of want to believe that they're going to come back to the bargaining table and that an agreement is going to be reached before the decision for crews in Hollywood and beyond to walk out during the middle of a, a, a work day to, to prove this point. And I, I hope that the, the members of this union, the, the you know, I, uh, I go to a lot of uh, theme parks. I go to Disneyland. They always say the cast members make the magic, but it, it, this is literally the, <laughs> the people that are responsible for making the movie magic that we are lucky to enjoy. I, I hope that they are left in a position where they can be safe, be healthy and be paid in a reasonable wage for the work that they're doing. 
If you want to read more about this, I'm going to link Eric Vespi's piece, The Possible IATSE Strike Explained, as well as Vanessa Armstrong's piece on here's what this means for the film industry. This podcast is published every weekday on Apple Podcasts, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at peterslashlam.com. And please rate and read this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow.